ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் லேயர்ஸ் ஆஃப் இன்ட்ரிகேட் டீட்டெயில்ஸ் ஓவன் இன் டு அ சிங்கிள் சீன் ஆஸ் கெட்ச்ட் பை சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் குறுந்தொகை டூ செவன்டி டூ பென் பை ஒரு சிறை பெரியனார் The verse is situated in the hills of Kurunji and speaks in the voice of the man to his friend in response to the friend's words of admonishment about the man's behavior. Teendalum iyevadu kollo maanda villudai veelayar kal idubu edutha nanandalai kaanathu inam thalai pirindha punkan madamaan nerpada tannayar silaimaan kaduvisai kalai nirathu alutti kurudiyodu paritha sengol vaali maaru kondanna unkan naaru irum koondal kodichithole a difficult to win rare woman she is says a sighing voice in this verse in the opening words teendalum yeyvadu kollo meaning would it be possible to caress we see no pronoun and do not know about what or whom the speaker is talking about the single line villudai veelayar kal edubu comprises various characteristics of hunters for it means with bows sending out whistles and throwing stones what they are hunting becomes evident when we see inam thalai pirinda punkan madaman referring to a naive female deer that has separated from its herd when the female has been spotted can the male be far behind and as predicted we see the fleet-footed male deer in kaduvisai kalai a visually arresting image appears in kurudiyodu paritha sengol vali meaning a red streaked arrow plucked out with blood dripping ending with the words kodichi tole meaning the arms of the girl from the mountains the verse welcomes us to listen closely a hunt in the wild holds within the secret in the man's heart the context reveals that the man had met the lady and fallen in love with her and the lady too seemed to reciprocate his feelings being in the first rush of love the man starts behaving in a manner unlike his usual self seeing this the friend scolds the man about the changes in him saying it's unsuited to the man's station in life to the friend the man says is it even possible to embrace that holding sturdy bows they let out sharp whistles and throw stones in the widespread forest here as a naive doe separated from its herd appears opposite her brothers turn to its male deer that is known for its low bleats and fast pace and shoot into its chest they then pluck the arrow out with blood akin to two such red streaked arrows placed facing each other are her cold streaked eyes is it even possible to embrace the arms of that mountain girl with dark and fragrant tresses with these words the man tries to explain to his friend the reason for his changed behavior was a girl he met once so charming but difficult to reach what could be the difficulties in the man reaching the lady let's explore by listening to the man's words closely he starts by putting forth a question wondering if it's even possible to embrace someone 
As in the case of many Sangam verses, we have to wait till the end to find out who that is. Then he shifts location and zooms onto a group of hunters with bows on their backs, stones in their hands, whistling away. They do this to cluster and separate the herd of deer. At this point, the man reveals that these men are none other than his lady's brothers. Succeeding in their intention to separate the herd, the brothers see an innocent female deer having lost sight of its herd standing right opposite them. And yet, without doing anything to it, they aim for the male deer that comes in search for its female and shoot their sharp arrow straight at the chest of this male deer. Stepping close, they pluck out the arrow dripping with blood from the deer's chest, even as the female deer watches with angst-filled eyes. Why would the brothers leave behind the easy prey of the female deer and instead choose to wait and hit the fast-footed male one? A logical reason could be that the male deer being heavier than the female, perhaps it was a much more favoured prey in a hunt. But from a poetic angle, it could be the man's way of showing how heartless the lady's brothers were that they could hunt down the male when the female was watching. Returning, we learn that the man has referred to the scene only to zoom on to the red-streaked arrows and he asks us to imagine how two such arrows placed together would look with pointed ends facing each other. That, he says, is how the lady's coal-lined eyes look. Then he talks about her fragrant tresses and wonders if he would ever get to embrace her arms. One question pops up in my head. Why were the lady's eyes always referred to as red-streaked in Sangam literature? In today's world, that would mean eye strain, possibly due to excessive gadget use. But here, it seems to be celebrated as an essential attribute of beauty. Do these red lines appear because of the coal the women streak on their eyelids? Or could these red lines in the eyes whites have any significance in relation to the ethnicity of these ancient people? Let's leave that one for scientists working on ancient DNA to figure out and focus on that hunting scene. Nuanced how this hunting scene in the wild is used not only as a simile for the lady's eyes, but also serves as a metaphor for the danger posed by the lady's brothers to the man as he earns to trist with her. With those words, the man glorifies the attributes of the lady, explains the difficulty in his situation and hopefully secures the support of his friend in wooing and winning over that precious lady he met. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.